Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD Guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to add something while it's happening right now. Um, It's something really peaceful, and so where I live um, in the Midwest, it's snowing right now, it's a really cold night, but it's one of those really calm, serene winter nights, and it's it's snowing, but it's not like a it's not a heavy snow, it's not a wet snow, it's not a harsh snow or harsh weather. It's a lighter snow, and it's a type of snow that you would want to go out and walk in, like go for a walk around the block. Um, but it's very peaceful, and the sky has kind of an overcast to where the street lights are reflecting on the snow which kind of reflects on the sky and so the sky is sort of like a pinkish a very very dark pink purple or maybe even a bluish mixed with a little bit of a pink but it's very very dark um like a winter night sky and where i live Outside, there's a, a drive, and the light from the building I live in is shining outside my, my window where I do my podcasts, and so the light is shining on the snowflakes, so I can actually see the snowflakes really well, and the ground is white, and there's some bushes about 50 feet from my window that are behind a fence, like a wood fence, and the snow is hanging on the bushes to where they're they're kind of drooping. And I wanted to just share this um, and just share a couple of good things uh, before I go to bed and before the night comes. It's already night. It's almost 10 o'clock, but before the late night comes, um, because it's really good. This is a good example of mindfulness and mindfulness is a really good way of getting your mind out of stress and something that reminded me of that, too. And I'll just I'm going to keep mentioning this because I'm going to keep doing it, but um I checked out a few more books today at the library and I've talked to you guys about how much that's helped me focus more. Um, I normally don't enjoy reading because a lot of times I can't focus when I'm reading, but for whatever reason, I think because I have a mission for what I'm doing, you know, I'm trying to read two to four books per shelf at the library, starting with the first books in nonfiction and there's no rush with anything, but when I start my history podcast, hopefully next week, I plan to incorporate some of the books from the library. I'm not going to like quote the books or anything like that. I'm not doing book reviews, anything like that. That's a lot of work. That's like, that would not be fun for me. Um, you know, I already work two jobs, so I want my podcast to be um, enjoyable, but educational. Um enjoyable and fun and educate or educational and fun. But, um, the book reading has really just, it's really just kind of helped calm my mind. Um, I've learned a lot already and I don't read every word in every book I check out. I usually go through a few chapters. I read the introduction. I read about the author and I'm very impressed by the way with a lot of the authors. Um, their backgrounds and where they work and what they do. I really didn't know, you know, what I was going to come into when I read some of these books. 
but for the nonfiction section, um, very high high scholarly backgrounds for so many of these authors, and I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. I mean, it makes sense because they're writing books about their their field of study, but I just I just wasn't. Maybe I was thinking more of um, I don't know what I was thinking. I just wasn't expecting some of the backgrounds I've seen on some of the books. So it makes me want to read them even more. Um, and the more factual and logical and scientific they are, the more I like them. Um, I specifically, like I said, I, I really like that Scientific American magazine. And that's just something I've been checking out for my own kind of interests. But the the books I'm going to incorporate to my podcast And I think what I'm going to do with that is, um, one, when I start my history podcast, I'm going to share the things I studied specifically in history that I focused on. And then I'm going to share maybe my specialties. And then I'm going to share my views on specific things and how I think it's important to study kind of the opposites. Um, So, for example, in World War II, I've kind of been reading a little bit about Um, countries that were not in World War II, like who did not fight. And Sweden was one of them from what I've read. So I think like a talking point for one of my episodes would be Sweden during World War II era and why they did not fight, you know, like what was going on. Um, So rather than focusing on the countries that did fight, which is usually where the focus goes, I want to know what else was going on in other countries um, and why they didn't. Because the world that I work in, in history... There's a lot that's very centered on Abraham Lincoln, and I feel like I hear about him all the time. And my focus over the years has been on a guy who Lincoln ran against named Elihu Wolcott. And I, I've told you guys before, I feel like he's the, the root of what became the movement that led to Lincoln. But nobody ever talks about him. Um, I, the only time I ever hear about him is that he was the chief conductor of the Underground Railroad in central Illinois area in one of the counties in Morgan County. Um, but so that's kind of, you know, my take on certain things. And then from the books at the library, um, that'll be kind of a, a separate avenue of things that I discuss maybe once or twice a week, um, in relation to learning about things and education. And, and I might also discuss on my history podcast, um, you know, my views on how to make education better. Um, For example, I talked to you guys about quality of life, teaching quality of life in schools, and maybe we'd have less of these horrific casualty outbursts, um, like what happened this week in Iowa. Um, And so I, you know, there's going to be different things I'll talk about in regards to history, you know, teaching if I were to teach a history class, like what would be the, the formula? Cause I almost did teach a history class. Nobody signed up for it, but I had everything planned on how to approach it. So you have more engagement from the students. Um, so anyway, um, why I'm mentioning all that is because it's inspired me to like read more and it has helped a lot with my focus on calming down and de-stressing. So I have about five or six books here, for the weekend, I work tomorrow, tomorrow's Saturday. Um, I work tomorrow and, um, that's one reason I'm enjoying the snow right now because 
I think it might be gone tomorrow. It's just a tiny little bit of snow. So I, I really wanted to enjoy it. And part of the mindfulness that comes from not just the reading that I'm doing and learning, and it's also distracting from my stress reading these books. And it's fun to start from that first section of the books because there's a huge variety, by the way. If you start, most United States libraries are set up this way, public libraries. They start with... Um, that book by Mortimer J. Adler that I mentioned about the encyclopedia and how it's he thought it should be organized back around the, I think it was the 15th edition of the encyclopedia. And then it goes into all types of things from computer programming to a lost city of Atlantis to UFOs to Bigfoot um, to symbols to statistics. Um, and that's just the first few shelves. You know, and there's a gazillion shelves, but in the first section, it's a nice variety of things. Um, and I've learned a lot already. Um, I've already learned quite a lot. So I'm, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm impressed at what I did not know. Um, I did write a little haiku though to end this. So I wrote it about the snow because again, it's so, it's so, it's still snowing right now. And it's just a very calm, it almost looks like snow on a movie set. It reminds me a little bit of the movie It's a Wonderful Life because I think in that movie they show it snowing. I haven't seen that movie in a while. Um, my grandma used to always tell me that that movie reminded her of me because in the movie he's... And she didn't mean it in a bad way, but she, because in the movie he thinks of taking his life, George Bailey... And it's a wonderful life. And I had, she knew that I had been in the hospital when I was 21. Um, and then at the end of it, he overcomes it. Like he, you know, he doesn't do it. And then he loves life and he has friends. And that's kind of what happened to me after I got out of the hospital. Um, I, I found friends and got better and things were better. Um, it was just a, you know, a bad point. But whenever I see snow like this and it's at nighttime, and it's so calm and beautiful. It, it reminds me of that movie. But I wrote this haiku. Um, and by the way, I was watching a show recently. And it was a reality show. And these people had like a big argument. And there was a woman on the show. And she said, if I could, if I could say a haiku about what happened today, it would be this. And I think she did it off the top of her head, which was really impressive, which made me think, I wonder if she's like super smart or something. Cause sometimes when people are really good with language, they can do stuff like that. Like they can just kind of do something off the top of their head. But a haiku is very specific because it's, it's not five words, it's five syllables. Um, and then it's seven syllables and then it's five syllables. So it's not five words, seven words, five words. So she literally cited syllables off the top of her head about this, this big dramatic fight that happened. And it really did seem like it was off the top of her head. I don't think she had rehearsed it. And I, I wrote down what she said in her haiku. It was just very brief. And I wrote it out and I thought, there's no way that she actually got these syllables right. And when I wrote it, I was like, wow, she did five syllables, seven and five. I don't know how she did that. Um, that was very impressive to do off the top of your head. So like the one that I wrote just now, I mean, this took me about, I don't know, five minutes or so, but that's, I think, pretty typical for haiku because you got to sit down and think about what word you want to use. 
and has to be the right syllable. So this is just about the snow falling. Um, and like I said, it's, I might actually go walk around just a little bit, but it's really, really cold out. So I, I won't stay out there long, but I might go down to the end of the block and back. I don't know. Um, but I'm going to read this and then I'm going to end this episode. Um, so I hope this makes you feel as good as I feel right now. Cause the snow feels amazing. Um, just watching it and just the, uh, the quietness of it and the gentleness, it's very serene and you really should not take moments like this for granted. So here's my haiku. Gentle falling snow. Overcast sky reflects streetlights. Calm, soft, peaceful night. So I'm going to read that again. Gentle falling snow. Overcast sky reflects streetlights. Calm, soft, peaceful night. So there's my haiku. Um, I hope everybody has a good night. This is and a good weekend, by the way. This is the complex PTSD guy signing off.